Okay, so we are, we're holding at the end of the uh, second paragraph. Um, we just got, we just finished discussing the idea of what does eating do for me? What is the whole case of eating? What is it, what, how could it be such a thing? And we explained how the food actually opens up the person. Number one, obviously, there's a concept of that it gives him a chayas, he gives him a life. Right, and it gives them keeps them going, so to speak. But number two, and this is the point that we're really focusing on, is that it adds something to his to his brain, right? And so, intellectually speaking, he's able to open up into a completely different way. To the point that certain um, it talks about certain rabbis in the Gemara that they would not they would not uh, judge cases and things like that until they had eaten in that day. And you think to yourself, like, why not? Like, what's the problem? They don't know they don't know the information. Of course, they know the information. But what we see is that there's a certain level of intellect and a certain level of mind power, or mind space that's able to open up based on based on the eating process. So now. Gimel. So based on this introduction that we just explained, we'll also be able to understand the concept of the mitzvah itself of eating matzah. When? Specifically on Chag How are you, Yosef? Can you shut the door when you're after? Yeah. Specifically on, on Pesach. As the Zayir explains, we might say, Kufnun Zayin, Beis, the Kamod Shabahaskalas Gashmis, Ein Hatinok Yodeya, Vamaskil Klum, Ad Shetayim Lechem, Voratam Lamaila. Just like we said in yesterday's class, that a baby is not able to, so to speak, recognize, intellectually understand, Mitzad the Gashmis, Mitzad the world, Mitzad the Haskala, right? His father. And therefore, he's not able to really get anything. He can't even recognize, can't even understand, can't even uh, appreciate or like to uh, be able to call out to his father. So, So, the nimshal, the mashal that we're comparing it to, right, is the idea of how the yidin were like children. They're like babies in <coughs> Mitzrayim. So we have to discuss this a little bit more thoroughly, but just as an introduction, that they were like babies in Mitzrayim. And who's the, who's the father? Obviously Hashem. Hashem is the father. And they weren't able to recognize their father. They weren't able to get their father until, what time? Until they ate the matzah. Why matzah as opposed to bread? Because matzah is what we're calling lechem ha'yotzim in ha'aretz ha'elyayna. It's the matzah, is the bread that's coming from, so to speak, the land above. Sha'al motzi pi ha'ashem ha'nimshach belechem zeh yichya ha'adam. Because through the motzi pi ha'ashem, through the, so to speak, the sparks that are coming out of Hashem's mouth, so to speak, that comes into this bread, yichya ha'adam v'hanefesh alokis. And in Ephesians, to know and to and to recognize as Misha Amar the one that said and the world came into being. Right? In the same manner which the Lechem Agashmi, the regular physical bread, 
gives off to a child, gives off to a person, as we discussed in the paragraph before. Okay, so we brought two ideas here, this idea of Leida Vlahakir, right, to know. So the, the, the concept of Das, right, Leida is from the concept of Das. Das is the key to this whole thing, right? We're going to discuss it more thoroughly as we go through the, um, the next uh, couple of paragraphs, but let's just have a little uh, slight introduction here into the idea of Das. Das is the key to the whole thing. Like it says in the Zayat, Das is the key to the six. What does it mean? It's the key to the six. It's the key to the six midos. That's the Indian of Das, right? So the Nikuda is that a person is his emotions, right? A person is his emotions, what he's excited about, what he's serious about, what he's uh, feeling in this situation, that situation. However, there's a, as we discussed a number of times, there's a huge gap between the person's brain and his emotions. It's called the Meitzer Hagaron, the narrowness of the throat, right? That's the idea. That on the one hand, we have intellect, and it's, the Meitzer Hagaron is the most amazing thing because it separates the intellect from the emotions. So therefore, a person can be uh, a person that thinks and is not, so to speak, he has the potential not to be a person that is nogeya or influenced by his emotions. He's able to think a concept in terms of, right, an isolation, of what he feels, right? That's on the one hand. So from that perspective, a person could really, you know, put his mind into something and truly understand something and even understand something the opposite of what he really feels. So from that perspective, a person is very, very different from an animal, for example. An animal, if you think of, you look at an animal, an animal is on four legs, right? So the brain and the emotions are holding on the same level. So the emotions are influencing the intellect constantly, right? A human being is upright. And therefore the intellect stays separate from the emotions. And therefore a person could be... <coughs> Excuse me. What's the word I'm looking for? He could be... Um... No, what's the word? Well, besides for being in control of himself, he, he's able to... like. Just think, you know, he's able to, he's not, not to be, to, to, to be like, what's it, unbiased. Better word for than unbiased. What's a better word than unbiased? Impartial. Impartial, right? He's able to intellectually look at an idea and, and be able to say, you know, I really felt it should be this way, but now the more I think about it, I realize that I was wrong, right? Your emotions are not going to allow you to say those words. Your emotions in and of themselves are not going to say, oh, I feel like I'm wrong. No, I don't feel like I'm wrong. I feel like I'm right. And therefore, my emotions are going to constantly want to cloud my intellect, right? Not allow them to think straight. Not allow them to look, think in a, um, I'm missing the word. I don't know what. Objective. <laughs> objective. That's it. Thank you. Right? Not be able to think in an objective manner, right? The whole idea of a human being is he's capable of being an objective person, right? So from that perspective, the Metzar Agaron allows us to be objective. Right? We're not influenced. On the other hand, the Meitzar Agaron causes there to be a separation. And therefore, a person could think, 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 think from here to tomorrow. Right? But on the other hand, it doesn't necessarily mean that his actions are going to follow suit. Right? There are famous examples of smoking. Right? 
How many times, you know, a person hears about smoking, smoking kills, smoking kills, smoking, right? On the package of cigarettes, smoking, there's like big skull and, you know, crossbones, right? This will kill you, you know? I mean, like how, how much more? And you know, read reports, 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 nothing's happening, right? Why? He's a smart guy. It's not like he doesn't get what he's reading. It's not what he doesn't get what's happening here. But because the Meitzar Agaron is there, it doesn't allow a person to necessarily change his ways because he does what he does. Okay, this is intellect, this is, this is, but this is me. However, Chas Shalom, he goes to a hospital and all of a sudden the hospital says, or the doctor says, oh, you know, Chas Shalom, they see uh, some black spots on his lungs or whatever it is. Oh, that's a different story. Now it's him. That's Das. Das is this key that opens up the emotions in a certain manner. It makes it real. It makes it, oh, this is me. This is, I have to change. I have to do something about it, right? I have to change my whole ways. So Leida, to know, to know Hashem is a very big thing. It's a very big idea. It's like, sure, we know Hashem. And as we're going to say a little bit later on, the difference between Amuna and Das, right? Amuna, we know that Yidin are Ma'aminim B'nei Ma'aminim. Everyone believes in Hashem, right? That's how, we, that's, how we, that's how we were born. That's the way it is. But to know Hashem, that's a different story altogether. That's a different story. The difference between, right, right the, the Gemara says, right, the thief that's standing on the threshold, right, and praying to the Abishter, praying to God, let me be successful in stealing all the things that I need to steal from this house. That's Emunah. <coughs> how could you have such a thing? If you believe in God, so why are you stealing? And if you're stealing, it must mean you don't believe in God. No, this guy is praying that he should, be, that he should be successful. There's a disconnect there somewhere. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Right? There's something wrong with this picture. Right? That's because there's no das. That's because there's no continuity between the brain and the emotions. That's the objective. That's the idea. To be able to recognize and to be able to uh, impact the me. That it isn't just, yeah, for sure they know about God. But is it the me? Is it now, I know about God, and now because of that fact that I know about God, I think I'm going to change some of the things that I'm doing in my life. We have to do things a little bit differently than I've done up until this point. That's where Das kicks in. That's where it becomes, it becomes real. It becomes, I'm, I'm taking this information and I am swallowing it, I'm internalizing it, and I'm doing something about it. Right? So this is what we're starting to say here. So let's go further. Right? In order to know and to recognize who is the creator of this whole place. Right? So this is what happens. This is what's drawn down into me by eating matzah and pesach. It's a chayus specifically to the level of das in my, of my nefesh alokis. That's what I need a chayus in. That's what changes me. That's what makes me go from learning a mimer to living Judaism. Right, the whole nakuda here of, of of learning the maimarim is that I should not. It's not an intellectual experience. It's a life experience. 
it's a changing experience. It has to be something that when I learn the Hasidus, all of a sudden I start to think of God. And when I think of God, all of a sudden I start to do things a little bit differently in my life. My priorities change. That's the Nakuda of Das. Right? You could give the guy a hundred books on why cigarettes kill. It's not going to do anything to him. Unless he has Das. If he has Das, all of a sudden he says, you know, well, maybe, maybe this is talking about me. You know, maybe I have to change. Maybe I have to change. And this really makes a lot of sense that I have to stop doing this. I have to change my diet. I have to change my this. I have to change my that. Right? Same idea. That's the Kayach of Das. The Kayach of Das is to internalize these ideas that we read, that we learn, and then make me into a different person. Because it, it impacts, it opens up my emotions. Right? It allows me to say, ah, this is what I want. This is, this is for me. Ah, this, this other thing, I, I have to stay away from. So what's the difference here? The idea of chametz is the concept of hagba. Hagba means lifting up oneself. He's nasus, right? He bloats himself up. He lifts himself up over, and he is constantly above, so to speak. It's an union of arrogance, right? A person that is not willing to hear, not willing to listen, not willing to uh, to incorporate the information that he has obtained. That people are willing to tell him, or that he's willing to read, he's he's, he's his own being, in that manner that he is that he is closed off. What about matzah? Look at this. What a matzah look like? It has no depth to it. It doesn't rise. It doesn't grow. It doesn't get bigger. It doesn't uh, become bloated. So the same idea is the avodas Hashem. Think about it like this. We know lots of people. That they're the Indian of Hametz, right? They're clearly doing something inappropriate. And you try to talk to them, and what are the, it's all excuses, it's all defense mechanisms. It's all, right, I'm not going to listen to you. Well, who are you, basically? Right? They don't necessarily say that because they might be polite. But the idea is that I am not open for criticism. I'm not open for constructive criticism. I'm not open for any discussion. I am my Metzias. I am myself. I am the Yesh. I am... You know, I, I, I am steering my own boat. Don't, uh, don't, uh, don't get involved. Right? Not, open for, not open for service or not open for, you know, like it's like a store, you know, you have to hold the shingle in front. Closed, right? That's what you see. That's the idea. That's the idea of chametz. The idea of chametz is I'm too profoundly impacted by my own self-being to be able to hear anything or to be able to be open to anyone else. Matz is the opposite. Matz is the concept of bittel, the concept of, yes, I want to reach a certain goal. And if you're going to be able to help me to reach that goal, right, I want to hear what you have to say. Or I would, I'm open to having a relationship with someone else, right, because there's more space. You know, like my friend Gil in Israel says that it's like uh, when you're young, when you're a baby, when you're a child, and some children are grow into their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, you feel like you have to eat the whole world. You know what I mean? It's like you have the pizza and you have to eat the whole pizza because you're thinking, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And then all of a sudden it dawns upon you at a certain stage of your life that, wait a minute, there's maybe there's someone else that's also hungry. Maybe the person next to me also wants a slice of pizza. And I don't have to eat the entire pie. Right? It's obviously a metaphor for many things. But the point being that like, it's like all of a sudden it, it dawns upon the person that there's, that there's someone else sitting next to me. 
that there's another person in this room, right? And all of a sudden, I'm, I, I think about the idea of maybe making space for that other person. If I'm hungry, maybe they're hungry. If I'm cold, maybe they're cold, right? That there's someone else in the world. There's someone else in the picture. That's the idea of matzah. That's the idea of bittel. Shifting from chametz to matzah, right? That's the concept. Right? The idea of chametz is the lifting up of the self and the gases, the coarseness of the klipa, the grubkite. The idea of matzah is the idea of lowliness, shiftless, shuffle, to be a shuffle in front of everyone. Like the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, what does it mean to be shuffle in front of everyone? It means not that you're an anav, hum, humble compared to everyone. You literally feel yourself to be lower. Shuffle, shuffle means that you feel lower. Right? And it gives a whole bunch of different ideas over there in, in the Tanya, right? As to, as to how to handle this, right? You can say, oh, well, this person, he doesn't do this. So it's, what, what does the Alter Rebbe give direction? Look at yourself. When was the last time, right, he gives particular examples. He's like, like, when was the last time you actually benched and really had kavana and understood the words and read, you know, last time, you, you know, the whole way through? How about the first paragraph? How about any, you know what I mean? Like, you're putting down this other guy. Where are you holding in the world? What are you doing with your life, you know? It's like, yeah, sure, that guy might be having his own issues. But the question is not, what is the other guy's issues? The question is, what, is my, what are my issues? And you recognize that I'm not on such a high level. I'm not such a big shot, right? And the idea of subjugating oneself, to lowering oneself. The idea of nullifying my will. That the Abishter wants me to do X, and I feel like I want to do Y. And the question is, we're having a, you know, we have a difference, we have a difference of opinion. So should I listen to myself, or should I listen to Hashem? We have a clash. Hashem says that Zman Krishma is whatever, 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock. And today I happen to feel like sleeping in. So we have a clash, right? I feel like sleeping. Hashem says he wants me to wake up. So we can discuss it, right? Is that, is that the way I approach life? How do I approach life? How do I, how do I, how do I deal with this whole thing? So we know that in Megalus Mitzrayim, the idea was that they were very, very connected to the lower levels. I'm sorry. Right? <coughs> that they were, their minds and their emotions were stuck. They were in a state of mater. They were in a state of narrowness. They were in a state of limitation, right? You know, sometimes you feel it in yourself a lot. Of, you know that that like you'll be approaching an idea, and you have one way of looking at the idea, and that's like how you that's how you look at this idea. That's how you look at how to move forward. And other people are telling you, you know, like look, you could do it this way, you could do it that way, and like you, a person could be so stuck. They can be so narrow-minded that they can't see past that. I, they can't see past where they're holding. Like, they can't see. Like, they, they are in this tunnel. They have this tunnel vision, or whatever you want to call it, and they cannot go beyond that. And then all of a sudden, someone says something, possibly, and all of a sudden, it, like, opens, opens the mind of the person. It's like, oh, I didn't think, yeah, it's true. You could do it that way. It's like, it's like a, like a mind-altering experience. 
that, wait a minute, I thought I had to do it like this. And, and the bottom line is, oh, it could, it could change. That's the idea of being an amateur. The idea of being an amateur is that he is a stuck person. He's a stuck person in his intellect. He only could see things from one perspective. He's not able to look beyond. Or a stuck person in terms of his emotions. He's like, mamish stuck. He, this is who he is. Right? That's one of, the, one of the major ideas of the Gemara. When the person learns Gemara, right? which is such an exciting experience intellectually a lot of times, especially when you learn, start learning with Mepharshim, you know, you say, okay, this is what the Gemara says. The Gemara says that you know, that uh, according to, right, like we're learning in our Gemara class right now about the burning of the chametz, right? So Rabbi Yehuda says you have to burn the chametz, right, through Srefa, right? So you learn, oh, what does that mean? Oh, it must be an idea of Tashbisu, right? Tashbisu, right? Tashbisu, right? What is Tashbisu? Okay, right? Chatzois. So in order to fulfill Tashbisu, right, you have to burn it before that's the way Rashi, right? Rashi's learning, what? Rashi's learning from that if it's before Chatzos, 11 o'clock, let's say, that's when you have to burn the chametz. After Chatzos, after Chatzos, you have to get rid of the chametz however you can, right? That's what Rabbi Yehuda means when he says, right, his vart in Tafyud Beis Hamad Beis, right? After Chatzos, oh, it's Bal Yirah, Bal Yimata, you can't find it in your possession, you have to get rid of however you have it, throw it in the ocean, throw it wherever you want to throw it, but get rid of it, you know, get out of it. Along comes Taisus. Taisus says, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. 11 o'clock, there's no mitzvah, there's no point to, to burn, you know, it's like, it's like a, you know, someone saying, should I sit in a kosher or a pasal sukkah in, in El sometime? You want to sit in a pasal sukkah in El? You want to sit in a kosher sukkah in El? Whatever you want. <laughs> do whatever you want. What does it have to do with anything? What does it have to do with the price of, you know, price of apples or whatever? You know, like, who cares? So you're going to burn the chametz at 11 o'clock in the morning? What? Come on. 11 o'clock in the morning. You can do whatever you want. There's no, there's no Easter. Adarabah. You can eat the chametz in, at 11 o'clock in the morning. What are you? You're making yourself sugar now. You're going to burn it? Oh, 1 o'clock. Oh, now you have to burn the chametz. Now, what, what's the point of it? The point is, is that we see that, right? Here on the one hand, you have one way of looking at it. Right? The same line of Gemara. Right? The same line of Gemara. And here you have the complete opposite way of looking at the exact same line of Gemara. If that's the way it is with Gemara, that's the way it is with everything. In so many things, in so many areas. To be able to allow yourself to open your mind, to get out of the Mezer, to get out of that limited space, to get out of the tunnel vision, to be able to listen, to hear another point of view, to hear, oh, this is very interesting. It's a different way of looking at it, right? But most of us are not able to do that. We're so like in our tunnel that we never get out of it. Both mitzad are seichel and mitzad are emotions. That's the idea of mitzrayim. That's the idea. That's where they were holding. They were in such a limited space. And that's, the, that's where they were. Right? So he says, Lamad which causes a person, when a person is so limited like that and is so focused in his own way, he becomes more and more of a yesh, becomes more and more of a big fluffy lachala. Right? That's him. That's him. That's the bottom line. He can't hear from anyone else. He can't listen to anyone else. He doesn't, he's not interested in anyone else. He's just about himself. He's very consumed by himself. So what was Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim? Ve'ikr Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim Oh, a different story happened. All of a sudden, what happened? The king of all kings came and revealed himself. 
That's the orange of that's the infinite light. It's way beyond all limitations. So this became a new story. It came into them the level of bitl. Kamaimer, like we say in the in the uh, in the Haggadah, Bamaira Godl with a huge fear. Zugilya Shina. This was the revelation of the Shina. Right? So through this bitl and this tremendous fear, this Yuri law that came down to them, this caused them to go out of all their limitations and all the boundaries. And that's really the idea. Bichlal, we learned in Kunjus Avoida, right? We spent uh, so much time talking about Yura Tata, right? And then we spent, like, what is it, after all those pages, like, you know, eight pages or whatever, ten pages, then we spent three lines talking about Yurei Law. But what is Yurei Law? What is this idea of, so to speak, Bittl B'Mitziyas, right? As opposed to Bittl Yesh, right? Or, or the Yurei Tatakam, it's Yurei Law. It's, what happened to them in Mitzrayim was a whole different story, right? The concept is that, on the one hand, there's an avoda that we could do. There's an avoda that I'm preparing myself, I'm, I'm focusing, right? Like, for instance, the Mittler Rebbe says in the Maimur and Shari Muna that, that it's like a person coming into uh, to a palace. So when a person comes into the palace, like, or prepares, or prepares, before he comes into the palace, he prepares himself, right? He's thinking through, uh, thinking through, like, what's it like going to be like to meet the king? And he starts to, you know, bring upon himself a certain level of fear and a certain level of bitl, and he starts to develop in, in his mind and in his emotions. And that's yiratata. That's what we're talking about. That's 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 the avoda uh, mitzad atzmo. That's the avoda mitzad myself, right? On the other hand, when Imamish walks into the throne room and sees the king, that's bitl b'mitzias. That's yiri law. That's a whole different story. That's a revelation from something that's <coughs> a paradigm shift. It's just a mind, you know, it's totally a mind blower in terms of like, now it's not, we're not talking about the same level here. Now we're talking about a whole different story. So for them, when they came out of Mitzrayim, right, all those 3,000 and some X amount of years ago, right, all of the avoda that was done before, not done before, was nothing compared to when the Hashem actually revealed himself. When Hashem revealed himself, then it became a paradigm shift. Then there was Bittal. Then there was a whole different way of looking at the world. And the world changed at that moment. For them. And that's the key. That was the key part for them. That was the going out of Mitzrayim. Of course, they went out of the physical Mitzrayim as well. But the going out of the Mitzrayim that we are focusing on right here was when that happened. When there was a revelation of Hashem, so then all of a sudden everything changed. The whole world changed before their eyes. And that's the key. Okay, so we have to see as we're going to go further. How, what does matzah have to do with that, and what does that have to do with us also living all these thousands of years later, right? How do how does this whole thing apply to our seder nowadays and our pesach nowadays? Okay, mitzvah will continue, um, I guess, on Monday.